0: ear, and pressed her lips against his bald head one last time. Biting her cheek, she carefully passed Samuel into her grandfather's scarred arms. Remember, Rebecca gonna feed him when he get hungry, she reminded him, though he was well aware of the plan. He was patient with her, as always. Don't you worry about him. You just be careful in there he patted her dark brown arm. She stared into Poppy's eyes and hoped he understood all that she did not say. She wanted to know that her son would be well cared for, that he would be told she had not chosen to leave him, and that when she returned, he would know that she was his mother. But Maddie said nothing. She did not scream in protest or plead for more time. Instead, she turned away in silence, blinking back tears as she left her home and abandoned her son. She had no choice. She had to be strong, get through this separation, and return to Samuel as soon as possible. Whether that would be in months or years, she had no way of knowing. Maddie shivered as she followed the dim light cast by Emily's oil lamp. They walked toward the big house, a path she had learned to dread in which she rarely traveled. How long's she been having pains? Maddie asked as they passed the small brick cookhouse. Most of the day, I think. She starts screaming after dinner. Her water show yet? Don't know, the girl replied as they reached the rear of the big house. They entered through a painted door and climbed up the worn back stairs to the second floor. Maddie had never been inside this building and had no reason to expect that she ever would be until a few days ago. Field hands did not go into the big house. She did not know why they picked her over her sister Rebecca to feed this new baby. It was not her place to ask or argue with the white folks. She did as she was told. Nervously, Maddie stepped behind Emily along a soft, colorful rug, going down the smooth white hallway past several polished doors. Emily stopped in front of the last door on the left. They waiting in there for you, she informed Maddie, pointing. Maddie watched the girl's mouth open wide in a yawn. Then Emily turned and made her way back down the corridor. Maddie's heart beat fiercely as she stood alone and uncertain in the long hallway. Suddenly the white door flew open. She jumped back in time to avoid being trampled by a figure rushing out. Warm air tinged with the smell of sweat wafted out of the room. Hesitating at the threshold, Maddie peered into the dim chamber. A petite white woman with skin the color of heavy cream lay in a large bed. Eyes closed to the world, she moaned loudly. Her damp, dark hair stuck to her sweaty, swollen face, The woman's features contorted, and she cried out in pain. Her eyes squeezed shut so tightly that her lashes disappeared, and her mouth was pulled in so hard that her lips hid in the cave of her mouth. "'There you are,' proclaimed one of the two women hovering around the bed. The large white woman with narrow blue eyes and gray hair pulled into a severe bun, pointed to a chair in the corner of the room. We are not yet in need of you. Complications. She trailed off without a complete explanation. Go sit in the chair, and do not do anything to upset your mistress. Maddie moved into the room as quietly as possible and made herself small to avoid drawing the attention of the red-faced man looming over the foot of the bed. She lowered herself into a plush velvet armchair and unconsciously rubbed the smooth pile with the tips of her brown fingers. Her gaze flew around the room, taking it in. Mrs. Anne, the mistress of the house, was in the intricately carved four-poster bed that took up much of the space. Next to it sat a marble-topped washbasin covered with crumpled cloths. The man directed the two women poised on either side of the bed. Hold her down when I'm ready to pull the infant out," he commanded. Prevent all movement, or they both may die. The doctor pulled dirty metal forceps out of his bag and wiped them quickly with a blood-stained cloth. Then he bent over.